0: Anna. And Jacqueline. And you're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Hi, guys. So, today.
1: Yes. What are we talking about today? We are talking
0: about an old trope and old a new trope.
1: hashtag.
0: And a new hashtag? Yes. Yes. I'm just going to repeat <laughs> what I'm <saying. laughs> And is this old trope a new hashtag? Mm, okay. So, let me explain what I mean by this. So I was talking to a friend not too long ago, and he asked me if he if I thought that hashtag Black Girl Magic was the newest incarnation of the manic pixie dream girl. Have we ever talked about the manic pixie dream girl? I we think have.
1: I- we I think we've mentioned it in between conversations between you and I, but we've never done it on air. Um, okay, uh, let's let's get into it. It is
0: definitely a movie character trope it's definitely a movie character trope yes. for sure so TVtropes.org kicks off their explanation of the manic pixie dream girl by saying this let's say you're a soulful brooding male hero living a sheltered emotionless existence uh-uh. if only someone could come along and open your heart to the great wondrous adventure of life Have no fear. Who could it be? The manic pixie dream girl. Oh, she's here. here. (gasps) She's here to give new meaning to the male hero's life. Oh, she's stunningly attractive. Beautiful. Energetic. Yes. High on life. Yes. Full of wacky quirks and idiosyncrasies. What a quirky girl. Generally including childlike playfulness. Mmm, attractive. Often with a touch of wild hair dye. Who doesn't like that? She's inexplicably obsessed with our stuffed shirt hero on whom she will focus her crazy antics (laughs) until he learns to live freely and love madly. She also saves him. She saves him. Definitely. she saves him. Now, if you're like, okay, I I hear you, but... I don't
1: know where would I have seen Let's this. Give person? us some examples because when I first heard that, I was like, "Huh?" And then when Got I it. started, when I when I saw characters from movies, I was like, "Oh yeah, totally."
0: Oh, you've seen her before. Oh, she's around. You know, you know an actress named Audrey Hepburn. Oh, I do. She's known as the OG MPDG. Bringing up baby. She. <laughs> O-G-M-P-D-G. She's the OG because she plays this very trope in movies that you might have heard of. Maybe a movie called Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm-hmm. perhaps Roman Holiday, mm-hmm. maybe Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Other than Audrey, have you seen Elizabethtown with Kristen Dunst? Because mm. she is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yep. What about Natalie Portman in Garden State? Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, yep. Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yes. What a weirdo. Zooey Chanel. Oh, Zooey D. Oh, Zooey. Oh, Zooey with your ukulele oh, and your polka dots and, and your bangs. O's and your summer and your... oh cute. Oh. Well, in the movie 500 Days of Summer, she was the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Although there's some controversy on that, right? We can talk about that later. Yes, we can. We can. Mary Elizabeth Winstead in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh,
1: yeah. Here's
0: a controversial one. Okay. And we can argue this, but Diane Keaton in Annie Hall is thought to be a... (laughs) Okay. I know. Shut me now. I'm such so, okay. I'm an actor. There's 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 argument as to whether she is or is not I see. the manic pixie dream I see. girl. I've heard a lot about I maybe
1: I have seen it and just don't remember because that came out a while ago. Oh, you would ago. remember
0: Annie Hall. Yeah. You would definitely remember Annie Hall. Because it
1: came out what? Like early 90s?
0: Oh Annie Hall's like old. Old, right? Yeah, yeah okay Yeah. Uh, it's one of Woody Allen's I don't know if it's one of his famous first films, but oh, it's famous. definitely to me his most famous film. He's a film. weirdo. Yeah, it's true. Weirdo. Uh Kate Hudson, almost famous. Yep. That's a Manic Pixie Dream oh, Girl. Yeah. Scar Joe. Good old Scarlett Johansson in Her. uh uh-huh. Helena Bonham Carter in Fight Club. Uh-huh. Charlize Theron in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Remember with Seth MacFarlane? Oh, yeah. Belle or Paige O'Hara in the famous Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Annie and April, if we're talking TV, they're from Gilmore Girls. Or if we're going to keep on the TV track, almost... Every woman that Don Draper has ever slept with, <laughs> uh, <laughs> has ever cheated on his wife with right, in right, Mad right. Men. So that's the manic pixie dream girl, um, trope, sort of in a nutshell. Right. But the manic the trope has been around for a long time. Yeah, it's very much a long standing. That's funny, trope. Though that like I've never
1: even through like college and it's not like. It's been around forever, but I never really heard it
0: until you had mentioned it. Yeah. Well, it didn't come around until 2005. Oh, I see. Yeah, so the the, the like, term it, the term got
1: coined, but she, I mean, but the yeah. role has existed yes. for like centuries. Exactly. Like decades, it's existed.
0: I mean. Apparently, it's existed since 1283. I mean, that's oh how God. long it's existed. I was very right, centuries then. Yeah, exactly. It just didn't have a name, but the uh, to- the more term, modern modern name to it for sure. It right, was coined right. in 2005 by a film critic named Nathan Rabin, and he was doing a review of Elizabeth Town with. Kirsten Dunst. And he coined that term. He later went on to renege the term. But we'll get to that in a sec. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, The Manic Pixie Dream Girl essentially exists to help the protagonist achieve happiness without ever seeking independent goals herself.
1: Mm. And she's sort of... Because that's like normal. (laughs)
0: I mean, I sort of liken her and she's been compared to like the magical Negro or the magical yeah, Asian. Yeah. Where these... They come in and like save the day or whatever. Yeah, they help the mopey, sad yeah, white guy. Yeah, get his life get together. Get his life together. He gets saved. Yeah, oh, exactly. Lucky him. Yeah, exactly. And um, the MPDG, she's rarely the protagonist. Yeah. She's she's commonly a she, but she's rarely the protagonist mm-hmm. because generally the protagonist has an independent story arc and there yeah. is some depth of character right. to most uh Protagonists, all protagonists. Mm-hmm. And in the case of a Manic Pixie Dream Boy, that more exists um among younger boys. Yes, films. definitely. What's
1: that one movie? Um Like Stand By Me. Stand by Me. There was the most recent one, it was about like The Fault in Our Stars.
0: I never saw and that. I
1: believe something to do with cancer. Like yeah, the girl, I think Woodley. Woodley's yeah, character
0: had cancer, cancer. Yes. and he kind
1: of saves her. Oh. Yeah, but, like, they fall in love, and he kind of oh. saves her. It's very interesting. Okay. I mean, it was a book. Huh. And it got made into a movie. I wanted to watch it. I never did. But, yeah, Shailene Woodley plays the cancer girl, and he saves her for something like that. Got it. She okay. dies, but I think he, like, you know, helps her recover, or, I mean, like, through it all. Anyways, um... It's definitely younger, right? But you see, like, this manic pixie girl and, like, much older women, like,
0: adults. Yeah, well, the reason that the manic pixie dream girl to me is problematic is because it's... It, this trope tells young girls of a certain, I guess, subsect, like, this is the ideal if you want to attract a guy.
1: Yeah, and, and growing up, watching those kind of movies, I wanted to be that girl.
0: So did I. Yeah. So did I. Yeah, I definitely really did. For sure, because mm-hmm. you... And you
1: kind of identify with her in a way because we already felt weird and different and, right. and, and not normal, never the cool pretty girl or, yes. or the one that's going to get the guy. So then when they offer you this sort of different way to get the guy mm-hmm. and still kind of have it be sort of some sort of like romantic comedy, right? then why wouldn't? I, as a young girl see that as a way to be
0: right for sure i totally. think when you when you take the trope out of tv and film and put it into real life as a young girl growing up wanting to be the manic pixie dream girl i was hotly aware of of the things that it took to be that i'm putting that in air quotes because sure. like it's like, what does it take to be a manic pixie dream girl? Like, that's totally up for debate. Yeah, right. But what's not up See for debate. See the breakdown. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But what's not up for debate is the fact that I always wanted to be a manic pixie dream girl, but I knew there was never going to be a male equivalent coming back at me. Ah. There's no reciprocity in the manic pixie dream girl trope. Right. She is there solely to help the the male find meaning in, in life. life. Yeah. And it is a pretty sexist, totally. misogynistic trope. Uh-huh. Like, 100%. And it really does reduce women
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in terms of, like, their role. If you can't figure out how to... If you can't figure out this 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 leading lady who's a little bit quirky, you can't really figure out what kind of character she is, just slap her with the MPDG label.
1: Yeah, and, and it seems like a lot of shows and TV is... Um, or a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies have
0: gotten away with it. You yeah, know? definitely, yeah. for sure. Because essentially the problem in a nutshell is um, you're priming audience members to see women's talents as disposable and secondhand. Yeah. We expect for women to be beautiful and perfectly dressed and have a, a bunch of quirks and make us laugh and discuss- and to teach us new things about ourselves and, and lead us to new discoveries. We expect all of that of women. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily... Teach men that you should be that for women. Yeah. You
1: know what Total. I mean? My just a side note, my mom yeah. my mom said something really interesting. How we raise our daughters to be princesses. Right? Yes. But we never raise our sons to be princes. Never. And that one of never. my mom said that I was like, holy moly, mm-hmm. she's absolutely right. Yeah. Because that would be seen as like gay. To have your son wear prince costumes and buy prince... That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, but girls, you buy them dolls, you buy them princess outfits, but men, like... Okay, fine. Then teach him to be a warrior. I don't know, but that would be seen as gay to raise your son up to be a prince. to be a prince charming. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what and you're th- saying. That needs to change fundamentally. There is something wrong with
0: that. Yeah, because the MPDG trope definitely upholds a very patriarchal stance oh. on women's places in society. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah,
1: it says so many. It, it teaches us so many things about that world and 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 how actually there's many things wrong with it,
0: definitely, yeah, a hundred percent when the the term was coined in two thousand and five it um it sort of lay dormant for a year. The author who coined the term said that it the 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 term was reached was like received with applause, but it was kind of sleepy, like it wa- it didn't take off like yeah. wildfire right, right. And then de Chanel came along.
1: She came along. She came along. I think, I think 500 Days
0: of the Summer
1: was one that really... It was like the role itself questioned what it stood for.
0: Yeah, but I never way. really knew about this trope until that movie, until yeah. her. Yeah. And I started to really hear it and go... Okay, manic pixie dream girl is does that just mean like a girl who's quirky? But at the same time, if I recall, which and everyone was raving about the movie, I didn't even
1: really enjoy it that much. Is that he? <laughs> um, she doesn't even really does she save him because she doesn't? She kind of leaves him, so she kind of leaves him in like a. I don't remember because the, the end of the movie they don't end film. up together, and she and she like had lied the whole time or something like that. Her name wasn't even Summer or something. I don't sure. know. Sure, sure. I have I'm just making up. Clue. I'm just making it up, y'all. I don't remember. It's my own <laughs> version of High a Days of Summer" for y'all.
0: <laughs> I'll go with you on that. Alrighty. But I mean, that doesn't I, if that doesn't sound too far off. Yeah. But that would definitely the way that you described. If that is the the film, mm-hmm. let's just take that <laughs> description. That would definitely sort of feed into the manic pixie dream girl. Uh, trope shortcoming in the sense that we focus on him we focus on joseph gordon levitt we yeah, don't necessarily yeah we focus on how he feels right and how he is transformed we don't think about zoe ever and what she wants and yeah. the movie the way it's shot if i remember it's not necessarily it, it it's shot in a way that's telling the audience to focus on joseph gordon levitt solely
1: yeah, and at times though, I feel like they paint Zoe as very like, like a villain almost. Like she's doing bad to him, mm-hmm. and and so I remember having those specific feelings watching it and feeling very weird because it was the first movie of its kind that didn't necessarily, um, I don't know, give you that gratification that she was huh. she was helping him entirely along the way. Like Got I it. questioned her a lot in the movie. And that's, and and that in itself is like, I didn't question him, you know? (laughs) That's interesting, yeah. Right, like, why didn't I question him? Right. Right? It's not set up that way. For sure. (laughs) I mean, there's one
0: thing that we, that the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has in spades, and we teach our women to have this, which is self-sufficiency. Yeah. Like, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is 100% self-sufficient. I love it. It's like, I'm fine without you. But we also don't give her that credit. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's overlooked. Mm-hmm. And again, because we're so taught to focus on how he af- how she affects him, we yes. don't really focus on her and that like amazing attribute. Yeah. yeah. Which is self-sufficiency, which we do teach our young girls to be from an early age. Exactly. So sorry, I get very <laughs> fired up. To be at a certain this. age, you hit all those plosives. To be. So or not to be. The author himself. Was not happy with the way this term spread like wildfire. It did, and he definitely reneged on yeah. The, he he took it back. Yeah, on the term because he realized that it was sexist. It was misogynistic. He also realized that um it wasn't really applicable. Manic and there's that name like
1: manic pixie girl. Like it's so dreamlike, abstract, far away, far fetched. Like when you hear that, like I had a hard time. To- I have first I had a hard time like wrapping my brain around it oh
0: see when I heard that
1: I did you knew not exactly, I knew, knew exactly, exactly
0: I knew exactly so that I couldn't even come up with the phrase <laughs> I knew exactly what it was I think I was reading it in response to Natalie Portman in Garden State, State. And I remember seeing Garden State and really not being able to relate to her character
1: yeah it was very it weird. was weird it was very frantic I mean I loved how it was written like yeah. I, th- I think Zach Braff is a great writer in general. He's written a couple of plays. That was what I well that's what I remember watching Garden State it, taking away from the most was like wow, that was like really well written. But she was to me she was just very I couldn't get it.
0: Like Yeah, like like she she was so far away from who I was as a person, but also had a, an ability to relate to. Yeah, right. And Zach you know Braff what I mean? is just Zach Braff and everything. Definitely. <laughs> but like when I remember when I read that, I was like, "Oh, th- that makes sense." The manic part of the manic pixie dream girl is all of this energy, and she's sort of buzzing around, and yeah. she's dancing, and she's got all yeah. of these different ideas and things she wants to do. Oh my god, it's so much fun! Oh my god, da-da-da-da. like that's how I. Felt about Natalie Portman in that film. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also,
0: this idea of like I know all the cool esoteric music. That's very much a tenant of, of of yeah. I feel like a fantasy of like what a a white man wants his dream white woman to be. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was it was very easy for me to understand what the manic pixie dream girl was sure. and how she functioned. But I am happy that the author of the toy of the term uh, retracted it, and this is what he said. Ah, If my notes would stop deceiving me. As is often the case in conversations about gender or race or class or sexuality, things get cloudy and murky really quickly. I coined the phrase to call out cultural sexism and to make it harder for male writers to posit reductive, condescending male fantasies of ideal women as realistic characters. But I looked on queasily as the phrase was increasingly accused of being sexist itself. I could not agree more mm-hmm. because it does feel like the manic pixie dream girl is a a a a, a, a hack plot shortcut. Does that make uh. sense? Like it does feel like the manic pixie dream girl is a white author's answer to oh, my protagonist is just so difficult and having such a hard time just living life with all of his white male privilege and he's just so mopey and sad and how do I get him out of this? Right. Let me introduce this woman who Mm -hmm. I... Perhaps wish would be the woman that would come along for me. Yep, yep, and, and yet, save
1: me, exactly. and be still completely desirable. Right, right, amongst all her weird quirkiness. Yeah, for,
0: exactly. Which is like
1: really odd to me because if I had met someone who was kind of like that whole like the instant love interest, the the the, the, the charmingness about all of it is just so. I don't want to say artificial, but it, but it's it's easy. Like you yes. said, like a hack. Like it just feels yeah. easy to just write this person in and solve all their problems, and then cast a beautiful actress right to get away with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think as an as an actress of color, I always saw the manic pixie dream girl and thought that's not a part I would ever be able to play. Yeah. For because sure. the manic pixie dream girl does not exist for black women. It does not exist for Asian women. Mm-mm. Black and Asian women on screen are do not have the simple luxury of just existing. Right, 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 right. We are not allowed to have these amazing displays of manicness mm. because we would be thought of as crazy. Yeah. And then dye our hair on top of that. Yeah. Like we would be unstable. Right. Similarly, we also don't get the opportunity to just be Average, right? That is a luxury to just yeah. be an average person. Mm-hmm. No, we never get that. We have right. to be fighting for something. Yeah, y'all got to be solving some sort of problem. Yeah, doing kung fu, yeah. something like that. For us, it's like we're hustlers, we're gangsters. Like, I, black people and Asian people are not allowed to simply just bask in mediocrity. And yeah. have brazen displays I mean, of mediocrity right. on screen. Exactly. Because no one would buy that. Because we have
1: to fit into something. We have to be something, like you were saying.
0: Yeah. You know? I, for sure. And I don't think it's... I think the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has real-life consequences because I think that it sells a... An idea. An idea to men that your ideal woman should be all of these things. hmm but not also that you need to give her something in return, right? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I there's a, agree. a serious lack of reciprocity there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So once again, it's just how maybe it is. All, the focus is how they should be, and not really them self reflecting at themselves, right? You know, like you said, and thinking how what can they give to this person?
0: Yeah, because I, in real life. The person that you fall in love with is going to change your life. But the question is, how do you enrich your life to change theirs? Totally. And I don't think that we ask that question enough. Often of, enough. Often enough. Of I think men. we also don't ask enough of men. Mm-mm. We teach our young men to be breadwinners and yeah. heads of households. Yeah. And that in itself has huge like masculinity
1: problems. You know, men not being able to confront their feelings. True. Men not being able to... You know, we teach we we in, indirectly teach so much to both sexes. Yeah. By doing these things, mm-hmm. that what if a man, if a man, a boy watching that was like, "That's not me. Yeah. I want to talk about my feelings. I want to do this. I want to do that." This and like I think there's like you know more up and coming films that are that are opening this dialogue up because of the whole like, you know transgendered and gay community. Yeah. But a lot of it still is is is, is I mean. We're talking specifically female here, but I I am totally going to go on both sides and say that we teach our men so many things that they're not allowed to do. Yeah, and definitely. that that creates a big problem when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. when it comes to just understanding and self reflecting yourself. Yeah, and the path that you want to choose, and and there's a lot of people that are lost in this world
0: for sure. You know, I think specifically uh, from a black standpoint. Black emotion and white emotion to me has always looked surprisingly different. Oh, absolutely. And black it's literally like black and white. Like yeah, no joke, no pun intended. And like black love and white love to me has always looked different. But yeah. I think that one of the things that exists in in black culture in terms of romantic relationship is the idea of does a black man want to have an emotionally connected relationship mm. with the woman that he chooses to be with. That's definitely a tenet in black culture.
1: Meaning that they're, like, that is something that... that Wait, sorry, you're
0: saying that, that that's something you've realized? Uh, no, I, I've always known it oh, was there. Oh, you've always known it was there. Yeah, definitely. I've got some family members, male black family members that... Um, do all of the right things. As a man. As a man, sure. as a father, as sure. a provider. Sure. Everything you're supposed to do on paper. Mm-hmm. But the emotional connection with the wife and kids is not there. Yeah, and that's a very patriarchal... Right. And I—and again, like Same I Same with Asians. Oh, really? Does yeah. Oh! Yeah. I didn't realize it existed...
1: Yeah, in, Asian it,
0: male culture. Oh,
1: absolutely. Most of the times, they're very detached. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave the taking care of, of to the woman. Um, Got it. You know, if the woman doesn't work, she's a she's a housewife. Okay. Um, they don't really. They're not very I, I in touch with their kids in general. Got it. Yeah. And then I, I and then that goes to see probably the fathers did the same thing to them, right? You know, so it's 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 something that needs to be spoken about more and more.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a problem.
0: I didn't know that was a similarity that existed. Oh, absolutely. Learn something new every day. Yeah, you do. Um, so all those things said, the manic pixie dream girl is a deeply problematic trope that I think are. Our- society is really fighting against. We I We are seeing more women in leading roles. We yeah. are seeing more women being the en- heroes en- of their own
1: stories. Exactly. Ensemble pieces just right. with women. Definitely. You know, blind casting. For All sure. of that.
0: Like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope, I think it has died or maybe it's almost completely extinct. Or
1: if they are thinking of doing a Manic Pixie character, mm-hmm. it's a lot more dynamic yeah. and, and in that sense... <laughs> And whoever their opposite lead is, it's a lot more hopefully
0: balanced in that way. Now let's switch gears and talk about Black Girl Magic for a second. What is Black Girl Magic? Okay. So Black Girl Magic is a concept and movement that was popularized by Kashawn Thompson in 2013. The concept was born as a way to, quote, celebrate the beauty power and resilience of black women, end quote, as described by Julie Wilson from HuffPost and to celebrate and congratulate black women on their accomplishments. Referring to a speech made by Michelle Obama at the Black Girls Rock Awards, yes, that is an organization because I have a t-shirt from them, (laughs) Thompson explains that black women around the world, persevering despite adversity, inspired her to spread the concept of black girl magic. Interesting. Boom. So that is where it came from. And what is this correlation between the two? So black girl magic, I think, whereas it started from a very pure place, some people wield black girl magic in different ways. Uh Uh, Some people wield black girl magic, let's say, within a relationship some sort, some sexist black men might say something as black girl magic as a way of saying, baby, you're supposed to be my everything, my romantic love interest, the mother of my children, my therapist, my at-home chef. You're supposed to look fly while you do all these things. You're supposed to be hella sexy and fucking badass in bed. Oh, but you can't be too sexy out in real life because that's always a no-no for black women. Like, you've got to really toe that line and be balanced. Wow. Within our own culture, uh uh-huh. I have seen black girl magic used as a term to celebrate to uh put down differentiate like oh. i'm this kind of black girl so that he- rocks black girl magic but you're just that kind of oh girl. i see
1: okay okay got it got it i'm just trying to wrap the phrase around my head okay.
0: yeah i think it's been co-opted and used in a lot of different ways mm. ever since it's it's Creation. I don't know when the hashtag was created, but we'll, yeah. we'll say twenty thirteen because that's when the, the the term was coined. Right. Because when I first read the hashtag, I thought it was just
1: a celebration for being awesome and black.
0: Got it. That's what I could I see thought. that. I could yeah. understand that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would quite. I guess I've never used it as that. How I, do you use it?
1: If you do use it.
0: I use it as a celebration specifically for all things that black women have overcome, are persevering through, or continue to persevere through. Mm. The problem with black girl magic when it's co-opted by white America, when it's co-opted by corporations, when it's co-opted by um, non-black people, is that black girl magic can quickly become a pedestal. With which black women sit on top of, but to say black girl magic by those white people, by non people of color, Mm -hmm. it's a double edged sword because you're putting us on this pedestal, but yet we've overcome so much adversity to get there. Right. Does that make sense? Like you're looking at the end result. We focus on the beginning, the middle, and the end, right? And
1: and that it's it kind of seems like this black girl magic is like now it's like if if no one if anyone who's not educated in this term which was partly me sort of it's just like ooh ah they have black girl magic but it's really not about that because actually what you're honing in like your magicalness is actually like persevering and it's actually a lot of hard work yeah and it's not just this sort of uh, I guess magical shiny sparkly thing that like oozes off of you guys but it, but it's really what you've been through
0: and and how you're still working at it and that it's an everyday thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not I see what you mean. Yeah, it's not our job to inspire your latest fashion trends and your latest hair trends. We do that for right. ourselves. Right. It's not our job to show you guys the latest dance moves and get your rhythm together. Right. And it, and, and it doesn't allow
1: and, and no one can say like oh yeah, it's cuz you've got black girl magic that it be becomes this thing that you're like either better than people right. or that you deserve or that 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 somehow it- it's it's okay for certain people to behave and say things to you because of that.
0: Yeah, like when you're having a bad day, ransom white person, it is not, and you want to vent. It is not my job as a black woman. I know that sometimes you might think because I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm just naturally going to be maternal and want to hear about your problems right. and raise you up, and baby, it's going to be okay. That's not my job. Yeah, you get a therapist. That's not our fucking job. I see what you mean. Um, that's sort of where I come from with how, with the, with the difference between how I use black girl magic versus I feel like white corporate America uh, uses black okay, girl magic. got it. Big difference. Definitely. But I also don't think that black girl magic is the new manic pixie dream girl. Not at all. Because. Was you, your friend black who said this? No. Okay. No, no, he's a white guy. Okay, Which okay. Is I think also why he That's was trying to get it. some yeah. sort of like clarity on this yeah, topic. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah. Um, All of the adversity that we as black women have overcome, same with you as an Asian woman. All of that is part of our magic. Yes. So to simply say this is black girl magic as though yeah, this is the way it is. Black people are just naturally awesome. Right. Yes, like you're we born are awesome. It. We are magical, but we had to come through a lot of bullshit yeah. to get it's like
1: Yeah, it's like the magic comes from the pain mm-hmm. and the suffering right. and, and and not feeling worthy right. or good or or even allowed to be yourself yeah. in this world in your own skin. Yeah. That's where the magic comes from.
0: Because it's only just recently that black people are now given the space to be quote-unquote alternative or be quote-unquote eclectic. You can look at movies like Sorry to Bother You with Tessa Thompson. You can look at music festivals like Afropunk. You can look at celebrities like SZA, Willow Smith, Jaden Smith. Mm -hmm. I get that he's a black dude, but like... Uh-huh. Willow and yeah. Jaden to me yeah. are this sort of new incarnation totally. of young black teenager yeah. where it's like my mama and daddy got just as much money as your mama and daddy and yeah. I could be just as crazy as you white kids. Yeah, exactly. gone ahead, Willow and Jaden. Yeah. Like I fuck with you. Yeah, Janelle Monet is another oh, example I of like an eccentric, her. right, powerful black right. woman. Totally. Um, Talented. I think she was the one that said "Black girl magic." Y'all can't stand it. <laughs> I think that's a, J- J- a Janelle Monae lyric. Actually, oh, that's so it's either good. a lyric
1: or a in clone. one of her songs.
0: I think probably it's a her lyric. newer song. Whatever it is, yeah, I fucking love her. She's beautiful. Total tangent. Like we're just now allowed to be these things that white people have been given the space to be for years. Mm. Especially, and, and that's funny. And now, now that you
1: are becoming, and it's becoming more prevalent, now it has to be this like term, or it has to be like labeled, or it has to be talked about because. This is America,
0: yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that when you put labels on things, oh, with the the rise of black goth culture, the rise of black anime culture, sorry just have to put those two other sure. uh, subcultures out there that black people generally are not, what well, we're not a part of, uh, with all of these things becoming more and more positive and giving black people the space to just be, I feel like... White people love to put like labels on it. Yeah. They and really and do. boxes on it. But I yeah. think that older black generations do too. I think they're also trying to yeah. understand this new crop yeah. of yeah. young I mean, rich black I, people. I or can, just young
1: black people. Right. Like I can see, like, talking, taking it back to Jaden and Willow, like I can see very traditional older black folk looking at those two kids and yeah. being like, you know, what the hell is Jada and Will Smith thinking? Like, what kind of parents are they? Yeah. You know? Like I can easily see them going there and yeah.
0: thinking that. I am. Um, and that's just to, an Old
1: frame of mentality, for sure. You know?
0: definitely. I went to Camp Flogna Carnival mm-hmm. this past weekend. That's Tyler the Creators. Oh yeah, Carnival themed music festival. Okay, I go. Pretty often not every year, but I go pretty often because to me it's what every music festival should be. Like every music festival should have rides. Every music festival should just have a stage. I've never heard of it. To just with the DJ pumping music, you know, if the two sets aren't playing music that you want to listen to, just like go shake your ass, dance, play carnival games, do rides, like (laughs) how fun. But where was this? It was at Dodger Stadium. Okay. And I have to say I was definitely very struck by how young black kids are able to just be free nowadays. And I was very jealous. Mm. Um, It was weird. You didn't experience that growing up. I never experienced that growing up. It was something happened internally. Don't judge. Everyone was like rushing to the Jaden Smith stage. I wanted to know what all the hubbub was about and went to that set, was in the beer garden and Jaden Smith out of nowhere is just, like, essentially screams out at the audience that Tyler, the creator, is his boyfriend and they're dating. And I don't know if that's a truth or a lie. I don't really care. Right. right, The fact that two black men can have this kind of back and forth that that culminates with one of them being like, I'm his boyfriend, we're dating. And Tyler's like, ha, 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 you crazy, nigga. His words, not mine. Uh, There was an amazing sense of freedom, liberation. (sighs) We've come so far. Yeah. Because the black entertainers of my day, especially the black male entertainers, would never have said that have said that yeah but the freedom for these young black men growing up with these oh my god yeah
1: it it must be i mean i think the same thing about asians girls and they're in like at 15 and 16 growing up with all these asian famous youtubers Mm -hmm. and then seeing crazy rich asians and i'm just like i'm kind of jealous yeah and i'm like man i I I had that definitely you know it would take years of like feeling worthless and and feeling not cool and 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 not anything really off my life
0: no yeah I get you yeah it, it it made me insanely jealous as well because I was it, like, damn, like this sort of representation is so important. Yeah, and imagine it if really it were there is. for us, how it could have molded right. and shaped us differently. I mean,
1: I guess the cool thing is it's just like we knew what it was like to have like Walkmans and like and yeah, like pagers, that's true. you know, and now we can experience like iPhone. I think there's like something different in that, whereas these kids, they are living that blended America and that like one kind of unites all right from – you know, experiencing that early on where we right. can sort of see... It's interesting to think that, like, just just bringing it back how you were saying how there are some, you know, you, we would see that some traditional black people might look at Jada and Will Smith as bad parents, and then we can see how they can see that, but that we don't really feel yeah. that. Like, it's yeah. so fascinating, like, Yo, from first yeah. generation to our generation mm-hmm. to that generation. Yeah. So cool.
0: No, definitely, for sure. I am... Um... Yeah, I just had to put that out there because that's that crop of young African-American teenagers and young adults coming up. Yeah. Is, it's it really. And, and I'm like
1: more mind. than like pave the way. Like do it. like For sure. Be you. All the controversy, all the haters you're going to get. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like go and be you. Definitely. That's for really sure. all that matters. I mean, be you as long as you're, you know, you're not like killing people or like doing crazy shit. But yeah. No, go I can't be... stand
0: behind you then. But definitely. <laughs> right, right. Um, from the article, I have an article in front of me. It's called, is hashtag black girl Magic the manic pixie dream girl? Uh, let's hope not. And uh, this is how the author wraps it up. She says, in mainstream, non-black person of color media, it's when hashtag Black Girl Magic encompasses everything that is shiny, gimmicky, and aesthetic cotton candy, Mm. all sugar and no substance, Mm. while feverishly ignoring the actual stories, art, and visions that ache to be told, no matter how dark or uncomfortable. In society, it's when hashtag Black Girl Magic takes our tongue-in-cheek motto of, quote, fuck it, I'll do it, very much a tenant of Black of black culture. Definitely. To mean you're
1: pushed to you're pushed to do that though. Right, yeah.
0: exactly. But don't take that to mean don't worry, I'll fix it. When it uh... comes to everything and everyone but ourselves and our own community, it's when black girl magic is used to separate us into useless categories, build unhealthy competition, and spawn resentment between one another. But it doesn't have to be that way. Hashtag black girl magic doesn't have to be anything more than what it was originally intended for. A celebration of us. Nothing more, nothing less. I love that. That is a sentiment that moves me to tears. Oh. Um, yeah. That's I think beautiful. I do not think that the new manic Pixie Dream Girl is hashtag black girl magic. Manic yeah. Pixie Dream Girl is, is a super white archetype born out of the mind of a white male writer.
1: Totally. That is versus not- versus black girl magic was something that was created by just being amazing right. and awesome and persevering and going through everything you guys have gone through and then just seeing how really that is magical right and then realizing you know putting those three words together I guess makes it work but that it's it's it is it is very magical yeah and we're not doing
0: it for you when I say you no. I mean the collective anybody yeah you're doing it for we're yourself doing it for
1: and there's because there's many of you doing it for yourself it becomes a movement
0: right definitely and that's amazing That's our show, guys. Yeah. If you have any thoughts on this particular trope, is there an Asian equivalent of hashtag black girl magic? I don't know. I've been trying to figure that one out. Me
1: too. Because when I'm hashtagging, I love seeing black girls rock and black girl magic. And you can see how many hashtags, right? You can see the millions. Yeah. And we don't have that.
0: Well, see, when I hashtag (laughs) for our Instagram for the show, I have to, I do hashtag Asian girls, hashtag rock. Like Like I have to do it in different yeah, stages. Yeah, right. And that I hate. Like, we should create one yeah, and, and, for Asian And that women.
1: was the one thing I noticed I was, like, slightly jealous. I was like, we don't have one.
0: We don't have one.
1: No. And, 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 and it's a lot of culture of, like, you guys have that, like, fuck it, I'll do it. And we have this, like... Let me do it quietly over here and just do it really well. you know, <laughs> like 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 we're not going to make noise, but we'll slowly take over the world.
0: Maybe you know we should maybe, you know, instead of maybe having a call to action for our listeners, maybe this should be our call to action. We should figure out. Uh, an Asian, maybe we equivalent. should have a call yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to coin one. I, mean, I think so. I think we should we should I think, Asian
1: women deserve it right. I think Crazy Rich Asians was kind of the first big hashtag because it was from a movie and it was allowing people to to hashtag that, which is a win in and it of itself. but right. it, it it's it's a movie. It's not like something that you're celebrating. It, it is it is a movement, but I guess it's not really a reflection of of who we are as as core people mm-hmm. or that we've actually done something magnificent. And, uh, you know, in that sense. But, um, yeah,
0: we'll see. Yeah, yeah. we're going to figure out. If you guys know one we just don't, <laughs> tell me, please. Tell us, because we want to start using uh, it for yeah, our show. Right? Anywho, that's our show. That's our show, it guys. was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeiteist. Find us on Spotify and follow iTunes. Us if you would like, Apple, iTunes, feel free Comment, to rate, and rate while you're there. While you're there. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Instagram at Black and Yellow Podcast, or you can find us individually. I am Alana at Renegade of Fun.
1: I'm Jacqueline chung Young on the Gram. And we hope you guys really liked this episode. If anyone has any comments, uh, DM us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you, okay? For sure. Black girl magic,
0: y'all. Hashtag black girl magic. (laughs) Hashtag bougie mouth.